Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Everybody, welcome back to Loch Ness. This is Millennial Canon. I'm Kira. I, Loch Ness. Yeah. Uh, my name is the lake in which the yeah. Loch Ness monster. Oh no! Resides. I I got it. I got it. Um, my, <laughs> my name is Adam, and oh my God, Kira, we made it. We're at the uh, we're at the end of the road. I'm not even gonna lie. I I got emotional. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Listen, not to jump ahead, but mm-hmm. when the movie ended and there was ten minutes left, I was like, "All right, this is about to be like a beefy like wrap up of the series." And when you've got like in order, like every single person who has ever appeared in this series, set to like. Um, a Thousand Years by Christina Perry, even though I hear that song every single hour at work on my local, like, adult contemporary radio station, I still just, like, damn, it really hits you. You've been through so much. We've been through so much together. Yeah. <laughs> as a generation. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, that song, like, the hold that it had on, like, the 2012-2013 era, like, of just uh, the Tumblr era of it all. Um, I remember I danced to that song at Homecoming um, Mm -hmm. one year. Um, It was on the radio, like, all the fucking time Mm -hmm. uh, back in 2012. Um, I remember the iPod, shout out to iPods, that my uh, cousin gave me for Christmas in 2012 uh, had that pre-loaded onto it. God, that song is eternal, like, even, you know, aside from this movie. Yeah. Um, did you see this one in theaters when you were a youngster? I don't think I did. I, I might have. I honestly might have. Um, beats me. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to go. Um, I saw this in theaters when I didn't intend to, because I remember that entire year. Because, uh, like, this was after I notoriously hated, uh, notoriously, no one cared. Um, when I was, like, 14, I hated Breaking Dawn Part 1. So, like, when it came, when 2012 happened and, like, I was, this was coming out, I was kind of, like, just being, like, an obnoxious little 15-year-old. I was like, I'm not seeing that. I, I'm done. I'm done with Twilight. And then, sure enough, by the time it was, like, coming out and I got, like, um, uh, we we like won free tickets to the advanced screening of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from the radio station, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I was like, "Fine, I'll go see it," but I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> and um, I remember like, I, I think as a 15 year old, I was like, kind of sort of bored by it for the first like 
hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like thinking some parts of it were okay, but like then I was like kind of mesmerized by the third act. Like I was like, holy shit, like this is kind of like insane. Um, so as a, when I was a teen, I was kind of like mixed on it. I definitely had like more positives when I was younger than I anticipated myself having. But um, then again, I was like that angsty, like, you know, this was like in the 2012 era where, you know, those um, name a better or like still a better love story than Twilight. Like that's yeah. when those memes were like really populating and like this um, the very the anti-Twilight agenda was like full force in the meme culture. Um, so like it was definitely having an effect on me as a 15 year old. Mm-hmm. Um so I wouldn't say I had like positive memories with this movie. It always felt like one that I barely remembered. Yeah. And that's why I was kind of like eager. Cause like, I mean, when it came to us rewatching like Twilight and New Moon, I was like game for it, but like I didn't feel the need to per se because I remember them so vividly. Mm-hmm. But with the later movies, especially these last two, I barely remembered them. So it was like interesting to yeah. kind of go back. I think it was just like that part of my life. I'm like, I don't remember shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I don't really remember if I liked this when I saw it, whatever. But I'll just say my reaction watching it this time, let's just say with about a half hour left of the movie, I texted Adam, um, which, as you all know, um, we don't usually text our reactions like until we start recording and I texted him this movie gets so fucking boring like literally I don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) it made me laugh the way you like emphasize that like I don't give a fuck it actually (laughs) auto-corrected to that and I just left it just in all caps with no punctuation um yeah I mean I honestly I love the first like which is this the only one that's under two hours? Because I was shocked by that. It's, like, just under two hours. And, like I said, the credits are, like, ten minutes long. I feel like there has to be, like, one other that's, like, in the 150 range. But maybe, I don't I don't, I don't know. But, like, without credits, it's about, like, an hour 45, which is really okay. nice. But the first hour, it's literally, like, a terrible family sitcom. And I love it. Yeah, no, me too. Like, <laughs> I think, um, um, I mean, I guess it's like jump into it, like, because we were talking about this before we recorded, and I was like looking at my notes, and like you can literally track the part where I start, like I stopped liking the movie mm-hmm. by where my notes stopped because I just put away my phone and almost like dozed off. Mm-hmm. Um, but like up until the point, I think when all the different like vampire tribes like come to the Colin house, mm-hmm. I was like fully into the cheesiness of it but like after that point like when it goes deep into like the Volturi and like protecting Renesmee and like all mm-hmm. the like all the fucking lore stuff it's just like it's so repetitive and it's like so yeah. so criminally boring is my biggest issue I um, think the, the thing is with this whole series that I kind of realized is that like any action or interaction, no matter how, like, small-scale or large-scale um, it is in this whole entire series, like, any interaction with any people, they have no consequences. Conflicts are never solved. Grudges are never held. Like, literally, it's like, th- like, somebody will do something, 
and they will just like see the person again and just like act like it never happened like literally to the point where I'm pretty sure it was after the Loch Ness Monster infamous scene like they were literally just like fighting and then like it just like cuts to like Jacob like sleeping on their couch and she's like ha 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 Jacob it's like and then the same thing with the Volturi. It's like they just show up because they're like, oh, is this baby a vampire or a human? And then like literally for 45 minutes, it's just people trying to convince this guy, Arrow, that like it's a mix of both and it's not a threat. Like literally, like, <laughs> please, like. Well, not even just him. It's like they're convincing all the vampires. Like there's just. just... It's so- there's so many scenes in this movie where they're like, um, they're like, they're gonna love you, don't worry. And then like they bring out the baby, and then the vampires in question are like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and there's like an entire scene where Edward's like, don't worry, like it's 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 not a it's it's not what you think it is. And they're like, oh okay, like like so many times in this movie that happens. And again, I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like I'm totally like down on this movie because I think like you mentioned, like the first like. I, I, I hesitate to say hour because we've established this is like a shorter movie mm-hmm. than the other ones but like the first like 30 40 minutes are like fun and like if it was like an extension of breaking down part one which we were both like both positive and negative about at the same yeah. time um like it felt like an extension of that and that was super fun um and i think the ending like the last like th- the entire third act of this movie is like i would say unironically great like it's exactly what you want from like the buildup of everything that's been occurring and it it pays off in a genuinely like exciting way uh but it doesn't like go too far into fan stuff like i don't know it just it works really well on a fan service level i think but it's just like it's the middle section that, like really could have taken some work um it's but, just like yeah i feel like it was kind of like, it doesn't really feel like part one and part two. Like, part one kind of feels like a finale. Yeah. And part two kind of feels just, like, tacked on. Like, you literally could have taken how part one ended. And mm-hmm. then just, like, um, like, cut to that ending scene when Bella's like, oh, here's all our memories together. Which... You literally could have just done that. I have... I have a note later for that, um, which is like maybe the funniest thing in this entire franchise, I think. Um, but yeah, okay. But like, let's start at the beginning because like there is a lot of good stuff to talk about at the beginning. Yeah. Um, the okay. fanfare and the score, like the overture with like the opening credits being so like big and beefy was amazing. Yo, like, it's, it's it was so- literally like an overture, like before seeing like a show or like an epic like it's it's so good it's like all bits of the score like together it's so cool yeah no it's really good um it that's that's like one consistent thing throughout these movies i think the score is like always consistently like really (laughs) solid and like um unique and like carter burwell who carter burwell okay sure um no no like yeah sure not like i'm he yeah, does stuff right. for um um like 
some Spike Jones. He does stuff oh. for the Cohen brothers. Carol. No, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure he's really good. He's cool. Yeah, he's fantastic from what I can tell. Like, I'll have to look at his IMDb later. But, like, mm-hmm. um, they're like, this is a genuinely great score. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, like, I, I don't think it ever gets to, like, that Harry Potter level of, like, uh, you know, because, like, when you hear, like, that fanfare, just, like, you immediately, like, are aware. But, like, it's a pretty, like, it, it's up, like, in that kind of, like, tier of, like, you feel things when you hear it. And it, it's recognizable yeah. enough. Um, it's like Bella's lullaby that, like, Edward canonically plays for her or, like, composes for her. Yeah. And that's, like, part of the score. Um, yeah, no, that, that stuff's so good. Um, so, like, this movie starts, like, kind of, again, right off of, like, where the last one left off with uh, mm-hmm. Bella getting used to her, like, newfound powers. Mm-hmm. And, again, she is just, like, so... She's doing the absolute most and simultaneously, like, not doing anything. <laughs> like, I cannot believe, like, I know we mention, like, every week, but it's so amazing to me how checked out these actors are this entire time. Yeah. Like, they are, to, to say they're on autopilot is to assume that they're even in the building. Like, it's to say <laughs> that, like... like um, I have to disagree with you. I think it's just, like, the leads... Because personally, I think that, like, Jasper and Emmett just, like, all of a sudden become human beings. Not human, but, like, they all of a sudden oh, become, like, I didn't characters. Mean, like, I didn't mean, like, every single person in this movie. I yeah. meant, like... No, I think all the side characters were just kind of like, well, we're really in it now. Might as well make the best of it. And then, like, the rest of them were just like, I'm gonna oh, die. Boy, we're in it now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Taylor Lautner is, like, committing enough to it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, he's still having, like, some fun with it. But, like, when it comes to very specific, like, Kirsten Stewart and uh, Robert Pattinson, like, they are just so gone from this franchise at this point. And, like, to see, there, I mean, if you really, like, want to, like, get specific with it, like, I, I'd be curious to see, like, how much screen time does Robert Pattinson actually have in this movie? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't feel like there's much Edward in this movie at all. Like, no, yeah. And I know that's because, like, there's a very large ensemble and, like, yeah, it um, really feels like an ensemble, like, movie. But, like, and, but the thing is, like, it's an ensemble movie, but of characters that you're just meeting for the first time in the last film of the franchise. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's it takes, like, the Deathly Hallows Part Two kind of structure, but, like, that's different because, like, it's these characters that you've gotten to know over, like, seven, eight films. Mm-hmm. And it feels epic because it feels like a conclusion to everyone you've known for, like, a generation. Mm-hmm. And But this is, like, the flip side to that, where you get introduced to all these characters in like a 30 minute span and you're yeah. expected to care about them and then and here's the thing one i texted Kira this it feels like an avengers assemble moment of like just d-list actors yeah um, during um during the opening credits as well as the closing credits i was like i have never heard of any one of these actors before in my so life funny. except for like anna kendrick <laughs> <laughs> like that's it yeah she is the zillennial queen yeah. Um, like yeah, anyone I, else, I either only heard about them in Twilight or like I've never heard of these people in my life and will probably never hear about them ever again. There is two um, actors in this movie that really uh, that really surprised me. And Rami Malek. Rami Malek is one of them, um, mm-hmm. which I I think I did kind of remember, but I when he popped up, I was still kind of surprised. I was like, oh, Rami Malek. It's mm-hmm. like a jump scare, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he shouts at whatever episode it was when we were talking about him being a normal person uh, and like dating. Yeah, a normal person. <laughs> Um, but uh, one that really got me just because it was a total out of left field pick to be in this movie uh, Wendell Pierce who is um, notoriously great in uh, I believe The Wire um, he just like a great character actor um, he gives an all time iconic performance in um, what do you call it uh, Cedar Rapids the Ed Holmes movie yeah. very like um I know not everyone's gonna like recognize him. He's the guy that Bella goes to see at the restaurant. Um, but I like, but when he popped up, and again, because I rewatched, no, I watched for the first time The Wire over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So to see him pop up in Breaking Dawn Part Two, I was, I literally went like, Wendell Pierce, like, what are you doing in Breaking Dawn, dude? I, I did not even understand what was going on in that scene. No, okay. I literally just checked out. I was like. Is this like I was like trying to like make sense of it in my brain and I was like, is this like witness protection? But also like how can they go into witness protection? Because are they like like I don't know. It's like they've been the same age forever. So are they like recognized by the government? I don't know that's like a weird like thing, but like they run around the country all the time and like disappear and like yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they can easily disappear places. Like, they don't need to go into witness protection. So, like, what did that scene mean? Um, I what don't know. That? Like, it, it made no sense to me. Really. Where did like, they go? <laughs> no, I, I don't understand it. it. It made absolutely no sense. Like, I, again, this is at the point where I was, like, fully, like, kind of checking out. Like, I, once the immediate excitement of something like Wendell Pierce from The Wire pop up on my TV yeah. screen during Twilight movie left... I was just like, oh, this is the part where they, like, get a good actor to, like, deliver exposition to, like, yeah. whatever. And it's just... I don't even see anything about him in the Wikipedia page, like, the reason why his character existed. Is he in the book? Like, I don't... I can't remember. I... Beats me. <laughs> Beats me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that entire scene was weird to me. Um, but at the beginning, I think it's, like, really funny the way that... um. Bella is like getting used to her powers and like that the awful green screen when they're like running through the woods. Um, Listen, this like the first like 10 minutes of this movie reminded me of this one specific tweet that I think about all the time. And it's like when you take your Adderall and then you sit in a room by yourself, you just turn into the Joker. <laughs> I don't know why, but the first ten minutes of this movie felt like that. <laughs> you know that um meme, and I, I think I've sent it to you like twenty billion times in our friendship. But it's um of Ryan Gosling from Drive, and the caption is just I'm just gonna start staring at motherfuckers. Yeah, like, that's uh that's Kirsten Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's so funny, and like the way she's just like so like aggressive. She's aggressive, mm-hmm. hungry, and horny. Like, it's, like, all the above. And Robert Pattinson and I say the same thing um, that I say to you when you let goth girls be mean to you. He says, you'll need to get your thirst under control. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's all the time we have this week, guys. Um, (laughs) No, I... Yeah, no, I mean, this is definitely, like, Bella is just fully regressed into being me at, the, at this point. Like, this is yeah. just me, like, stoned at Costco at 2 a.m., like, 
honestly. Like, this is exactly what it's like in Florida when I get, like, one hit of, like, orange juice. It's like uh, me when, like, I, like, haven't worn my glasses in a while and I put them on. Jinkies. Um, <laughs> like, literally just, like, Bella being able to see, like, like a dandelion blooming is <laughs> like me when I like put on my glasses and I'm like oh yeah I wear glasses I forgot um another like genuinely funny part is when uh Bella sees Jacob for the first time after be like turning and mm. she's like Jacob you really do stink like <laughs> so funny <laughs> um yeah I uh her wrestling the mountain lion though like we we can't not uh we can't we can't not talk about that or bring that up at least a little bit her just running at a lot at a mountain lion and just like tackling it to the ground so stupid this movie is so funny it's funny just like in the context of like now that she's like a vampire like she like dresses in like business casual dresses Mm-hmm. And I know that like Alice like stalked her closet or whatever for some reason, but it's like she's always just like in business casual and looks like she's like trying to promote like a pyramid well, scheme. Yeah, and then just like wrestling a mountain lion. Well, it's because Alice is gonna like try to recruit her to like help her look at the stock market with her. Like that's yeah. why. Like, it's literally like the equivalent all. of like when Kim Kardashian started dating Kanye and she like he like started like dressing her. And then, like, the whole, like, vibe of the show changed and, like, her whole style changed. Love that. Um, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, um, it's exactly I, the same thing. Like. It's exactly the same thing. Um, another, like, part of this that I, like, I, I literally, like, when it was, when it happened, I screamed to my TV, shut the fuck up, is when uh, Jacob told Edward, you guys look really great together. <laughs> I, I, like, I actively, like, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, are you kidding me? At like three, no, four movies later, after just insufferable bullshit, you have the audacity to go over there and tell them that they look good together, that they're a happy couple. After like, like endless amount of time of just you bitching and moaning about them fucking, about them getting married, about her turning, everything you have the audacity to tell them that they look good together. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I, Jacob is just like the most, I, he's like an anomaly of a character. There's times where I think he's hilarious and I love him. Yeah. And then there's times like this where I want to like literally beat the shit out of him. Like, you know, I'm, I made a discovery, um, and not to be like, oh, like everything is Lynchian because like I hate when people are like that, but the scene, no, no, no. The scene in which, um, especially Jacob, like, riding his motorcycle, which we'll get to this scene, but Jacob riding his motorcycle to Charlie's house to, like, talk to him, mm-hmm. um, I realized that he is, like, so much like James from Twin Peaks. <laughs> that's actually Like, true. so that's, much that's, like James. Like, all he does really is, good. like, cry, get mad, and, like, be, like, the worst character of all time. <laughs> that, I actually, like... Now that you said that, I don't think I can ever unsee it. That's actually like, that's kind of amazing, Kira. I'm not even like, I think you just like broke something in me. That's actually like they're so similar. Wait a second, hold on, hold on. Maybe Twilight is Lynchian because like, Mm-mm. no, listen, 
trees mystery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, yeah, like it's just like, but very bizarre acting that may just be brilliant. Like, I, I'm just hey, look, listen. Don't give Twilight that much credit. Nothing. Lynchian is fake. Okay, Lynchian is anything yeah. that David Lynch makes. Nothing else. Yeah. Anything else that's considered Lynchian is not, like, made by people. Anything else that's Lynchian is something that you, like, see... Oh, yeah, I mean... ...in the it, wild. Like, you see, like, trees blowing in a specific way, and you're like, that is Lynchian. Not I something do, that is directed by another person. I do want to be for real, though. Like, I, I hope no one takes me seriously. I'm not actually... Except for Angel me. Mommy. Uh, she is genuinely... She's not, in te- she's not intending. No, she's she not. She follows him on Twitter. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> that broke something in me. <laughs> no. I, I do want her to bonk me on the head, though. Because I'm that baseball bat. Or that, like, inflatable yeah. bat. I'm, like, when I have, like, more time in my life, I'm going to, like, paint that of her as, like, a Sailor Moon, like, Sailor Scout. I love her. I can't wait to cast her in something someday. Angel Mommy, like, we still stand her on this pod. Put her in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Like, she would fit in, like, perfectly. Like, she would have been great in Inherent Vice. You can't convince me. Yeah. And Uncut Gems. She would have played, like, her and Julia Fox were probably, like, neck and neck for that role. Do you like a Thelma and Louise, but with Julia Fox and Angel Mommy? (laughs) (laughs) I just literally described Kira's dream movie. I... Exactly. They're gonna like drive into like, like she, they're gonna drive off of the dock of like the Jersey Shore though. Um, yeah. Shout out to Angel Mommy. I hope you have a good day today, <laughs> wherever you are. Um, so my next note, and I think it just kind of sums up this entire movie, and it just simply is three words ugly ass baby um yeah all, all this hoopla all this like all this like all all this everything for this ugly ass baby yeah listen it's like i'm sorry but like if i was a if i was bella and mm-hmm. i went through like months of pain no not even months like however long it was literally a week a week whatever i don't know uh, like her pregnancy was like yeah. Yeah. If I went through like a week of pain and like torture just to like produce that, I would resent that child for the rest of my life. Like I would never ever for like like I know like ugly kid discourse is like bad, but like mm-hmm. that is not a child. Like that's not a real thing. Like that's not like who's who designed the CGI? For the fake baby. Can you imagine being um, Mackenzie Foy and having like, um, like having to like have like your face be like CGI'd onto like this weird like puppet baby? It's so fucking weird. Like everything about it is off-putting. Like, like how did anyone take that seriously? Like, I mean, I don't think anybody really did. Yeah, no, but I mean, like... What is this bitch up to? Why does she have 1.6 million Instagram followers? Don't don't call... She's a child. Don't call her... She's literally not. How old is she? Uh, 21. 20. Wait, how is she only, like, three years younger than me? That's crazy. She's Gen Z. 
no. The last thing she was in was um, another adaptation of Black Beauty and then Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Oh, yeah. Beauty for Disney Plus. Yeah. She was a nut- she's like a... She's like a she's like a Disney for hire girl, I think. And then um, she did um, Interstellar also. Oh yeah, she was really fucking good in that movie. Um, Well, what? She's like a horse girl now. I mean, yeah. Um, No, she was like really. God, I had no idea she was young Murph in that movie. But like every scene she was in, in, as. Young Murph in that movie. She was really good. So um, good for her, I guess, for doing her thing. Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel bad. I mean, I guess I don't feel bad for her. But, like, it's just, like, it's so weird. Like, and then they keep doing the CGI stuff until, like, the third act. Mm -hmm. Like, it gets even weirder, like, when it's supposed to get, like, older. I'm not going to call it her. Like, it's an it. It gets older. (laughs) And, like... It, you're supposed to like have some kind of like emotional attachment to it or like uh un, like feel for this thing but like it's so disgusting like it's so yeah. like i like i i i'm on the volturi side like i like and i'm sorry but like like gross like icky hate it i think it's it. it's just like i don't like I don't know, like, what, like, like, literally, like, I said that her pregnancy was, like, on X Games mode. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, there's, like, zero explanation to, like, I mean, okay, yeah, old is in movie theaters this week, this week, let's talk about it. So, personally, not even a spoiler, but I think the scariest part of old is the fact that I'm taking, that I was taking, like, a psychology class, like, a lifespan psychology class, like, right before old came out. Mm -hmm. And I think the scariest part of old is the fact that, like, they were growing up and their brains, like, couldn't catch up with it. And they were like, why is this happening? Yeah. Okay. Literally, how does Renesmee, like, function? I like, also I know that she barely talks, but she's like, "Mommy, what are these vampires doing?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> why the voice? Um, that's just how like child actors talk. They're always like, "Mommy, what's going on?" <laughs> that's how you. That's how you sound when you're like talking about a mommy. Um, I think talking about angel mommy, me yeah. trying to decipher her vines, or a mommy. You're just like mommy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Kira just like rolled her eyes so hardcore. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's like weird. It, the entire thing is like very strange. Like and also like I don't understand. Like I literally don't understand like Renesmee. Like the uh, like I mean, because clearly like it's it's fiction. It doesn't make any sense. But like on top of that, like even the rules the movie is establishing for itself doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah. what? So, like, is she going to stop growing rapidly at, like, 13? Or is she going to be, like, 18 next week? Like, I'm confused. One of the, um, one of the guys at the end who was, like, half vampire, half human said that at seven years, he was fully grown. What? Like, he was, After- like, 
seven years after he was born, he was fully, like, grown and, like, developed. Like, he looked like he was, like, 25 or, like, like 25 to 30. Oh, okay. I mean, sure. Like, whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, But they don't establish that until literally the end. And also, like, speaking of, like, establishing, like, rules and stuff, I know that we always talk about, like, the consistency and, like, the lore of this, but... So, like, Renesmee's power of, like, putting her hand on people and, like, showing them memories or whatever the fuck she does. So, mm-hmm. Bella goes, how did she do that? And Edward goes, well, how do I hear thoughts? How does Alice see the future? Literally, we don't fucking know. Yeah. Literally, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because it was never established or shown to us. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, like, at this point, just accept that, like, everyone has powers. Everyone, yeah. like, has some convenient ability. Like, oh, she has a special power. Okay, well, they can all lift heavy things. Also, what is Rami Malek's power? Like, what, can he just move water? Is that his entire thing? Like, like oh, yeah, he's, like, a water and earth bender. He's, a, he's, a, he's the avatar. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. He's yeah. just, like, ooh. Like, that's what yeah. his whole character is. He's, like, I literally laughed when, like, whoever he was with at that temple, like, when Carlisle went to go visit, he was like, uh, we need your help. And the guy's like, no. And then, like, <laughs> Robbie Malik is, like, spitting the water. He's like, I think I want to help. And like, <laughs> with a goofy little smile, I'm like, Robbie Malik, you little goof. Like, <laughs> you little stinker. Um, <laughs> just so stupid. Um, but while we're on the topic, sort of, kind of, Renesme, I, I think we have to go in depth with the, uh, the the scene where Bella finds out about uh, her getting imprinted. Uh, yeah. Um, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster. We've all seen it. We've all heard it. It's great. It plays even, it's even better, like, in, like, the moment of the movie. Like, it's really, it's really fucking funny. Um, even, like, a line right before that that I think is, like, really funny is when she's, like, she was born... Like yesterday, I hold her like once, and you think you have some moronic wolfy claim on her. <laughs> like wolfy claim. <laughs> wolfy claim. <laughs> it's so funny. Like her her acting in that scene. It's like she checked out the entire movie and then she came to play in that one scene and then she gave it to us one last time. Like it's so funny. Um Can you do your best impression of it? <laughs> Nessie, you nicknamed my daughter the Loch Ness Monster? Okay, let me take a sip of water and then I'll do mine. Okay. Okay, ready. You're going to take a sippy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, continue. Nessie, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> <laughs> I love the way she, like, almost, like, growls at the end. Like, Monster! she's like. <laughs> I like how like she doesn't even like I mean like the way she like just pushes Jacob away like she's like handles him like fully I think uh I think Kristen Stewart trying to like evoke emotion as uh Bella is just her kind of like gritting through her teeth like like talking like trying not to yell through her teeth like I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but... You know, her, her trying to play, like, a straight person is, like, hilarious to me. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so, like... 
to like ever try to evoke the emotion of like being a straight woman with straight woman issues is like mm -hmm. inherently funny to me and like I, she's a great actress and she can probably do it but it's just like when it comes to like this level of it like this level of just nonsensical like drama you can like feel the pain of like what she's trying to go for <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's like it's also super funny like it, it the way it's pulled off pretty well i think in that moment um yeah so, a, another part to it um like a little bit later they i like the part when they get their own like little cottage or whatever Mm -hmm. And it turned into, like, a Nancy Myers movie for, like, five minutes. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> so they get their own, like, little mini Nancy Myers house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, like, really funny, too, that it's just, like, in the backyard of the Collins house. I kind of love that because they all just, like, live together. Yeah. And they all just, like, protect each other. And it's also, like, kind of, like... I mean, she doesn't think that she'll ever see Charlie again, yeah. but it's kind of like she's not leaving, like she's not like moving across the world and like will never see him again. Which but, I, I will say that part of the movie, like actually does like genuinely kind of work for me. Like, I think it's like, I don't know, like I think the stuff with the parents, like either her mom or her dad, like in any of these movies is always surprisingly good. Like not mm -hmm. like, oh, it's good. Like no, genuinely. It's really like emotionally effective, I think. And I, I can't even tell you why it is, considering mm -hmm. like everything around it is not Maybe because everything else sucks. <laughs> well, but this is but the like, one thing that we cling on to. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just hard for me to comprehend like how can you care about one thing if you don't care about any of the other stuff but like mm -hmm. somehow in those moments they get you to like all irony and like our winking bullshit aside like it's actually like pretty well done mm -hmm. and like that scene where charlie like sees bella for the first time um like since her turning it's like mm -hmm. genuinely emotional and like well done and like they both again they, they evoke solid performances in those moments uh, like and that's aside from like the moments of complete camp and like like crazy like terrible acting um but yeah um yeah. well let's talk about the scene that precedes that in which jacob takes it upon himself to not tell charlie that bella is a vampire but we think that <laughs> we think that jacob is gonna go tell charlie that bella's dead and instead just like is like she's alive but she had to she had to change a little bit in order to live and he's like confused yeah so jacob like, just that starts makes no stripping sense. this is the funniest scene in the whole thing so, jacob just starts scene in the stripping and charlie's like whoa hey buddy put your clothes back on i the, like the way he says it is so insane jacob how can you since you were a kid put your clothes back on like and then Jacob's just like, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. And then Charlotte's just like, what is he doing? Like, it's just yeah, like, he's, yeah. taking, his he's just taking all his clothes off. <laughs> just like, no context given. Just like, let me take you to the woods and let me strip naked for you. <laughs> <laughs> just but it's, so it's crazy because, like, Charlie, like, never really gets an explanation. But yeah, as he doesn't. As Jacob is about to, like, turn into the wolf, like, he's literally, like, in his underwear, he's like, you don't live in the world you think you do. Or some something, like, stupid like that. Like. Yeah. 
And I kind of am glad that we didn't really see, like, Charlie's, like, full reaction or, like, him, like, trying to, like, cope with that information or anything. Because I just think it's really funny that, like, what the drive over there must have been like <laughs> between him and Jacob. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's it's really good. And, like, I also like when he gets to, uh, to, to see Bella, he's like, you're not going to, like, turn into a giant, like, dog, too, are you? Like, because I, I can't take that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's it's so funny. Like, everything with Charlie in this movie is, like, weirdly sweet, but also super funny. Um, I, but I do think it's also, like, super funny, like, how he just never gets a straight answer. Like, they just are, he just accepts that he's like, you know what? He I just accepts that, that his granddaughter is seven years old okay, two days yeah. after giving birth. Yeah, that scene, like, fucked with me. Because, like, when he, um, when, like, uh, they drop, or Bella, like, drops them off at, like, which, again, it's so weird to me that, like, she drops off Jacob and her daughter to her dad's house. Yeah. Like, why is Jacob, I mean, I, I know why he's there, but it's like, dude, like, you're not even part of the family. Like, what are you doing? Like, I mean, he is because he claimed ownership of no, I get, the daughter. I, I like, I, I get, like, I get it, but like, in out of context, it's so funny. It's like I'm dropping off my daughter to my to her grandfather's house. Oh, and also like my um, this guy who my like, like ex boyfriend. Not, but not even, not even this guy <laughs> who is so obsessed with like me and my husband that he was literally going to kill himself. A man who said he would kill himself and maybe even us if we had sex. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's I'm just casually dropping my daughter and him off at my dad's house. Like, yeah. it's, like if you're with the context of any of these situations, it's like the funniest thing. <laughs> also, like, um. Did I miss something? When did Charlie get a girlfriend? She was in the last movie. I think she was even... She was definitely in the last movie. I'm trying to remember if she was in Eclipse or not. I don't think she was. Um, but she's one of the Clearwaters. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but I I couldn't tell you when she... Maybe, had... like, the... Because, the, like, the dad Clearwater, like, died. He was, like, killed. The dad Clearwater. I don't remember his name. I know, no, I, I know you're in like say. the first yeah. one or something. So yeah. maybe that's sure. His Why not? Mido or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's like things I just don't... like I said, things just literally happen in these yeah. movies. They just happen, and like no one reacts until they do. Like it's, <laughs> it's yeah. so stupid. We're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Hey friends, do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, Zillennial Canon Award winner, I'll add that, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies By Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Superyaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. 
Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, because we love you and appreciate you, listeners can save 10% on their next order with code SUPERZILLENNIAL in all caps with no spaces at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Thank you so much, Superyaki, for sponsoring this episode. Let's watch more movies, guys. Um, another thing I want to say, like, I mean, we already brought up, like, how horny Bella is. Yeah. But, like, that um sex scene where uh, they're in the cottage for the first time. Mm. And they, like, okay, I just have to bring it up. Like, the, the editing in that scene, did you notice it? Like. Yeah. It, the most bizarre editing in a sex scene that I think I've seen in like quite some time like they have to like like, I think a lot of it was censoring because they had to get a PG-13 rating and I know that's why like the violence in it specifically is so weird like the violence in the movie right um but you know I mean the books are like supposed to be like what's like steamy for like YA I guess and like they have to like kind of keep up with that without it being not PG-13 yeah then but nobody like, would be able to see it <laughs> none of the like, would be able to see it even on an editing level it was just like bizarre to me and like the way there's like so many like cross fades like it almost reminded me of like the MacGruber sex scene uh before like hard cuts to like the actual sex but like when it was like all like like 80s vibes like crossfades and like just like super sensual shots just for no reason like it was so corny like everything about this was like i was like laughing watching it and like the cherry on top was the most awkward delivery of like comedy ever was when they go back to the couple house and it's like y'all fuck like, yeah, yeah. Y'all, you guys no, be fucking. Immediately afterwards, they're like, wow, we'll really never get tired. Huh? Like, it could go on forever. And it's like, okay, relax. <laughs> Literally, like, it, that kind of sucks if you, like, like, they really don't, I just realized, they don't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, that's Imagine why. Imagine being awake all day long every day. I would literally go insane. I mean, that's that's just me. Like, I, I'm i either, like, awake all the time or, like, I'm either, like, sleeping all day every day or, like, I'm wide awake for 48 hours. There's, like, no okay. in-between. Um, but, like, yeah, like, I can't imagine. Like, I would, we brought it up in, like, what, Eclipse, I think. But I was, like, if I was dying and Carlisle, like, had the option to turn me, I would just die. Because, like, I wouldn't want to, like, live this life. Yeah. Um, Although, like, there is a scene, like, a little bit later that I thought was kind of sort of effective when um, Edward... Because, like, Edward has definitely contemplated, like, throughout this franchise the most about, like, his um, immortality and, like, his powers Mm -hmm. and, like, what Carlisle did to him. But, like he um when that moment where he's like talking to carlisle he's like you know he's like thank you for this like, extraordinary life it's kind of touching a little bit because it's like he finally like now that he has a family and like a love and like something like meaningful in his mm-hmm. life he can like live and doesn't have it. to go to high school every day yeah 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 and i, I liked that moment yeah um but 
I, I mean, it's just so surrounded by like really, really cheesy shit. And I mean, I know it's Twilight, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, so like everything surrounding that, we already brought it up, but like all the D list actors, the vampire, like what the other. <laughs> what do you call it like covens like the the pats like the families i have no idea they're like oh there's our cousins from brazil it's like what what are you talking about i guess it's just like any like vampires they just kind of right. like are in like um like contact with them yeah. i don't know there's a lot of like very weird characters in this movie like and i i think the funniest one to me I don't know why it's so funny, but, like, when they're all at the house, like, they they go to assemble, like, all the vampires. Mm-hmm. They bring them all to the Colin house, which is, like, how many bedrooms do you guys have? Like, this Literally. Is, um, but then there's, like, the... They don't even... No, they're all playing at the Marriott, like, down the street. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's funny. Um, they... But, like, I think the funniest part, and it's just such, a, like, a throwaway thing but it made me laugh out loud was one like after they assembled all these other actors and then like these, this one family, like the Irish vampires come in, they just like knock on the door. Like we're, we're here too. And they have like <laughs> no characters and their entire personality is like, one is like ginger and the other guy's like wearing a golfing hat. Yeah. And, like, yeah. They're, they're like, we are Irish. <laughs> we are Irish. Like it's so funny. <laughs> their whole personality is we are Irish. It's so funny. It like, <laughs> Like everything about these characters is just like where they came from. Like, I know, literally. Like they're the like, Amazonians. They're like, like ah, sometimes when I feel upset, I just eat a potato. It's like the Amazonians have the power to like project visions into their heads. So of course, what are they projecting to Edward? The Amazon rainforest. Like, yeah, it's, it's so cheesy. It's literally like the most like. Okay, the scene of, like, all the vampires coming together is literally, like, when you're, like, a child in, like, middle school, and they're like, we're gonna do a diversity workshop. Mm-hmm. People from all around the world, and it's like, we got Irish people, we got people from, I don't even, England? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> people from the South? That- that one scene was so funny to me, like when the um, British invasion one. Yeah, the British. No, invasion. I literally wrote that down. Like um, even the Beatles. <laughs> so stupid. I, and I also forget that like they're the only vampires who are vegetarian, so it always like throws me off when like yeah when you see them like murdering other people yeah yeah um but I found it oh I guess another actor in this movie that I had no idea was that it was uh, Lee Pace mm-hmm. um as that guy. Uh, I'm just gonna call him that that guy, uh, that one vampire. First of all, it, I, I know this movie came out in 2012, and it was probably shot at like in 2010, 2011, because mm-hmm. uh, it was filmed back to back with the first movie. Mm-hmm. But like his haircut in this movie is like so like it would be dated for the first movie. Like it was so like 2007 core, mm-hmm. um, like almost like Wattpad Harry Styles fan fiction kind of like hair like it's just like the bangs in the face I'm like dude you're 32 like yeah it's yeah, what are yeah. you what are you doing like it's so <laughs> it's so <laughs> and like his weird little like romantic subplot just out of nowhere with that one lady vampire um it's like what that's a woman like that's a trope in Zillino canon it's like when a woman like does anything 
and then like like, ah what a woman what a woman like a woman can like do things wow she's different like (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) um I, I yeah I didn't get I didn't understand anything that was happening in any of these things like I yeah my brain was gonna autopilot at this point I was just like okay cool we're yeah we're, we're getting the band back together like at one point I said I'm so sick of Russian accents uh-huh. um I don't know why but I think there was uh there was like Russian vampires that like crashed the party or something and they're like Italian scum <laughs> and they're like Russian. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, I think that's so funny. Like the the bat. I mean, really, the baddies are just Italians in this movie. Literally, um, um, and not baddies in a good way. Not not the baddies, uh, but um, also oh, I like the, the little Scottish vampires in this movie. Um, at the end, because I don't even remember them talking before this point, but like at the end where they're like letting them go, they're like, I'm not going to try to do a Scottish accent too well, but like they're like, you're letting them go. Like, you, you can't do that. Like, it's so funny to me. Like, all the accents, all the costumes, all the hairstyles, everything with these vampires, completely terrible. And, like, it's so fun. Like, it's it's literally just Avengers Endgame, but with bad actors. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. And bad actors you've never met before for characters who are underwritten and, like, you're supposed to care about. Like... It's so funny, and I but I guess it fits. I guess that's in the same vein of like what this entire fucking franchise has been building up to. Yeah, which is just, I, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like it's it's so stupid. But I, I mean, yeah. Um, speaking of like, yeah, I mean, like I guess should we get into like the battle scene or whatever? Well, like, I, I do want to say one other thing before we get there, but it connects to that. Because it's, like, another bizarre point, which, I mean, I know it's, like, set up and everything, but when Alice and Jasper just, like, leave. Yeah. And you're, like... I don't know why. Even after watching the movie, and I'm... I know they explain it, but I... again They're going to find evidence or something, but it's, like... Yeah. You know that it's just, like, Ashley Green couldn't make it to set one day or something. Probably. I mean... (laughs) I mean, I guess, but, like, what what the fuck is Ashley Green doing? Like... Like this is like all you have. Like, what do you what do you mean you can't make this set? Um, I mean, yeah, that's weird. I I, I haven't read the book in like who knows. How yeah, long. I don't know. They probably like there was probably like a subplot where like Alice was like writing emails to Bella, being like, "No evidence yet, almost there." I have to go to a stock meeting in New York. I'll I'll get back to the battle. <laughs> oh, nice. Alice is opening the stock market. <laughs> She's ringing that bell. She uh she bought AMC stocks first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't like. I thought that was like really funny and like weird. Like she's like, oh, of course she'd leave. Like I'm, I'm sure that won't come up later. Um, mm-hmm. but then you like after all the exposition and like they go see Wendell Pierce and all that stuff. Um, eventually they get to the battle, which okay, again, Michael Sheen <laughs> is doing the absolute most, and I absolutely love it. He is so he's a great actor genuinely. when he when he hears Renesmee's heartbeat and he does that giggle and he says I hear her strange heart he goes 
<laughs> or some, something along those lines. He does it so loud, too. Like, I remember seeing that in theaters, and, like, the entire theater laughed at that part. Like, it was... It, I mean, he has to know what he's doing. Like, obviously, he knows what he's doing. It's yeah. like... And I, I applaud him, because he's really the only actor in this franchise who never once felt like he mailed it in any scene. Like, mm-hmm. he... He never took an off day. Like, he was consistently there playing uh, Arrow. Is that how you say it? Arrow, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so funny. Like, he was, he's great in these movies. And he has the, like, he knows this is the finale and he goes all, he, he goes all in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's really good. And, you know, despite, like, a lot of the middle section being boring and the build up being a bit hit or miss. I, think I really felt this when it like when it went ahead. You felt the battle scene? Yeah, like I, I got into it and I mean I remember loving it when I was like 15 and I don't think it like yeah. holds up like to that extent, but like even watching it now, I'm like some of this is just genuinely kind of rad, like what they're doing. Like I I don't know, I really like the third act of this movie. I think the main thing is that, like, like we were saying before, like, where I was going to segue was the fact that, like, we don't know any of these characters or anything, and they're not, like, developed well enough to the point where, like, during the battle scene, I'm like, I don't know who that is that's dying, and then I have to, like, think about it for, like, two minutes, and I was like, oh, wait, okay, um, and, like, especially, like, the wolves, like, it's hard to tell, like, which oh, yeah. wolf is who. Yeah, um, yeah, that's one part where I was, like... Because they never give them, like, a distinct feature to, like, tell them. Yeah, like, they're they're all different colors, but, like, I'm not going to remember that. There's, like, so many wolves. Yeah, literally, Jacob could die, and I wouldn't know. (laughs) Yeah, every single wolf that died, I was like, oh, is that Jacob? Because they're kind of, like, lingering on, like, the wolf dying for a while. And um, I know that it's a meme, but, like, Carlisle's head, that's a reveal. Oh, that's a great scene. Like, genuinely, like... Yeah. Um, between like, like the way they like linger, like they like lunge at each other. He grabs the head, just like slowly brings it to frame. Yeah. And then and, like see... Esme's reaction to yes. It. Yeah. And like I love the way that like Bella and Edward don't even like fully react. They just start running like immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it's I I don't know, dude. Like, when I say I felt it, like at that moment, I got, like, actual chills of that part. I was, like... It's a really good scene, but you kind of have to laugh at the way the head looks. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, It's a yeah. really, really good reveal, though. Oh, it's a great... I mean, it's 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 cheesy, but, like, it's it's also great. Like, I... I mean, I, I get what you're saying about, like, the characterization and, like, how it makes it hard to, like, care, but, like, they also, like... There's a lot of, like, Cullens who die, or, you know, die, like, at this part. Like, so it was easy for me to get invested because, like, so much is happening. Like, doesn't Jasper die in front of Alice? Like, yeah. And, um, yeah. There's like a, um, a list. It's Carlisle, Arrow, Jasper, Seth, Marcus, Caius, Jane, Alec, and Leah all die. Right. I oh, yeah, know, yeah. I know that, um, like, half of them are. Volturi, and then like Seth, Leah, maybe maybe Marcus. I think Leah's the one that dies, and then that's why Jacob like stops running for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Leah a lot. I think she's a really good character. I wish we got more of her. Also, beautiful. Yeah, stunning. And like also like, but that scene was it in 
was it Eclipse or Breaking Dawn Part One? But like the scene where she was talking about like the whole like imprinting thing and like, um, like because like it was like her. I think it was her, Seth, and uh, Jacob that were talking about like how they're the only ones who haven't imprinted on somebody yet. Um, no, I think, I think she was like stuck in like a relationship or something because of imprinting. What? A, yeah, something like that. Like, but they were like talking yeah. about like, the downsides to it or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I wasn't paying attention to, like, the context of it, but, like, mm-hmm. the, I just was, like, she's good, and, like, I wish we got more of her. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, I think there's, like, enough there to, like, for it to be exciting. Like, shit is, like, happening, like, every frame of the third mm-hmm. act. Like, um, and also, like, some of the action's just really cool. Like, because you would think, like, with the heads, beheadings, it would get repetitive. But right when I started to feel like it being repetitive, they fucking grabbed that one teenage vampire's thing. He They stabbed him from the jaw up. Yeah, it's literally like the bear trap and saw. I loved it. I was like, yo, this is kind of going hard right now. Like, this yeah. is pretty good. And the whole thing <laughs> where they, like, throw, like, a torch onto them and, like, burn them after they oh, burn their heads I off. Because it. it's, like, it's it's fantasy enough that, like, it's not violent, but it's still, like, very weird violence that, like, is still, like, whoa. It's, like, still, like, affecting. Yeah, like, I remember that's how I felt when I, um, not exactly the same thing, but, like, in the later Transformers movies, like, when they would just, like grab the robot skull and they like pull out their body there'd be like a spinal cord mm-hmm. like attached to the robot and i'm like this is just it's so absurd that they're getting away with this just because it's like cgi but like it's so violent if you think about it um but yeah i mean like also like a great scene is like when um jane is like getting cornered by like alice goes after her and then she like feeds i think i can't remember who she gives uh Jane too. One of like, the wolves. One of the wolves. Yeah. And just goes like, det- like just like ragdolls her and mm-hmm. like, like bites her head off. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really satisfying. Like it, it's really good. It's um, everything about it is like exciting. It's a it's a great third act climax. And but then, but then the, the <laughs> reveal that none of it happened. But I do you like that or do you not like that? Um, I guess I kind of like it. I was just like, what the fuck? I'm glad that they are happy in the end and they don't have to deal with, like, the trauma of Carlisle dying because he's the one that, like, brings them all together and, like, supports all of them. Um, and... I like that she uses that as almost, like, a warning, like, a threat. Yeah. And I think it kind of also solidifies, like, Alice's importance in, like, the whole, like, yeah. the whole saga. Yeah. Um, and I do like Alice a lot. I know that, like, you called her, like, a creepy little <laughs> little creep or whatever the fuck you called her. But I do like Alice. I, I was always team Alice my whole life. <laughs> the way you said that. I know you called her, like, a creepy little freak, but... <laughs> <laughs> beady-eyed little freak or something that's what you called her i yeah i mean but they all are like every single yeah. one of them like no i don't like dislike alice i just think in the last one of the last movies i was like i didn't realize how creepy she was until she like turned a corner and like she's just, yeah like, glaring at she's you. always like hey bella hey bella <laughs> hey bella 
yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's weird. Like she's the nice girl at school, but she's like also the weird one who just like she knows your favorite like flavor, and you're like, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, because she can tell the future, and she uh, fixed the stock market or whatever, you know, you insider trading or whatever the fuck. Um, uh, yeah. So, well, I I like it because I think well, first of all, it's just a really fun reveal. Like I think it gives you the action that like I think has been desperately like lacking from this franchise. Like, yeah, because you've been promised like a vampire kind of war for like four or five films now and mm. you get it but you don't you don't get it in the like lore of it all but like you get to see it happen yeah. and that's satisfying to me but it's also like even just of this movie alone the build-up to it like because so many times throughout the movie they say like we don't want to actually fight we want to convince him like otherwise yeah and it's but it's subtle and I don't normally use the word subtle when it comes to talking about Twilight but it's subtle enough throughout the film where they just say it a few times they're like we just want to convince him like and you kind of when he's saying that and you watch it for the first time you're like yeah sure but you're gonna have to like find him probably mm-hmm. no like it's good like it subverts and the editing too like when she touches his face and then it pans out from his face and that's when the vision starts mm-hmm. like it's well edited so that when it cuts back to like um, him like catching on fire and it cuts back to like his face, like mm-hmm. reacting to the vision. It's like the it's biggest reveal. moment. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I remember my entire theater when I saw it was just like, from the moment like Carlisle's head pops off to like revealing that's a vision, um, the entire audience was like eating it up the entire time. Um, and by the way, somewhere on the internet, there is footage of me um, in line for this screening. Um, oh my god because like the local news station like interviewed people online for the screening when (laughs) i went so somewhere on the internet there's like 15 year old adam waiting in line to see breaking dawn part two um but then but then after all that um there is peace and alice has a vision of all of them living happily ever after and in this vision yes jacob and Renesme are a couple. Okay. And after that, Jacob says a line that is not even funny, where he says, So should I start calling you dad? So you admit that you're grooming her. Yeah. It it's it's really fucking weird. Um, I mean, if you listen to our episode last week, I did not remember what happened exactly because mm-hmm. I, uh, I have a life and I don't remember these things. But like um, I so when I saw that happen at the end of this, I was like, oh, because I was under the impression that I mean, I, I guess it has been stated like imprinting does not have to be romantic. Like it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be. But that's that sure is me, here. Yeah, I was going to say like it just makes me like it jacob even less because it's like so he's choosing for it to be romantic like, yeah he, he's very aware of it yeah it, it's very like it's so weird to me like she's been alive for like what a month he literally saw her being pulled out of pulled out of uh bella's stomach like not even like her coochie like she literally <laughs> like ripped open and like grabbed out 
yeah it's i mean i there's i can't even joke about it it's just weird like it's um even like from a i mean i hate to be this guy but like stephanie meyer like what are you doing dude like no exactly it's very it's just like pointlessly weird like to the point of like it goes kind of like to the jk rowling discourse where it's like it's not even like people like targeting you it's like i think it's all pretty valid criticism like it's all like Mm -hmm it's weird like why did you do it (laughs) like you know Mm -hmm. and it's not even like one of those things where it's like oh you know like i get that not all fictional characters have to be like perfect but it's just like it's such a weird specific tacked on detail to a um quote-unquote happily ever after kind of ending so -hmm. it's implying that you're supposed to be happy about this where it, it just makes me feel weird um yeah it's an extremely bizarre uh way to uh I don't even know. Yeah, Leave it, off a character, like yeah, morally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's very, very weird. Um, I didn't like that at all. Um, but of course, it hard cuts like after that. Because okay, by the way, that the way that thing was edited, like it's Alice's vision of mm-hmm. all that, and then she just like smiles at them. And they smile back at her. Like, there's, like, a mutual understanding of, like, they all know something. And they, like, they're, like, oh, it's all going to be okay. Like, Yeah. And then, like, in, and I thought it was going to end right there. Because I didn't remember what the ending of the movie was. Mm. But no. But of fucking course not. Where do they go? Where do they go, Kira? What is the last setting of this movie? Please tell me. Um, Literally, I have a note that says, and I quote, Back to this damn meadow. Fucking meadows. I have a note that says that. What is it with these bitches in meadows? Like, what? Like, you guys are parents now. Like, and you're going back to the meadow? Like, and where's the kid? Like, oh, wait, no. I mean, I know where she is. But, like, fuck. It's just... it. I, I literally, like, gagged a little bit when I saw the meadow. Um, it's so corny. So Bella is like, babe, I have a surprise for you. And then she just shows Edward like an iMovie montage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, I learned how to do iMovie, Edward. Like, it's just like, oh. <laughs> it's just like one of those like bad like 2009 compilations. It's like, mm. uh, like set to like a bad song of like didn't all they, the best moments. Didn't they show like a best of like clip compilation at like, other points in the series. Um, yeah, right. I can't. I can't remember. I can you tell we're we're checked out, guys? Because we're I'm, I'm checked out. Yeah. Um, I, but I just thought it was so funny the way it's like. It's just like it's the most like bizarre iMovie montage that like any like high schooler can throw together. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and then it's like, yo, play it back. Like, let me see one more time. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> nah, we got time. Because I'm immortal. I'm never going to die. Because yeah. this is what I wanted. Um, so I guess it's a happy ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, like yeah. I said, like, the okay, so the song fucking slaps a thousand years. 
Uh-huh. And like, as you all know from this podcast and knowing me, I'm easily emotionally manipulated by media, like mm-hmm. a great like music cue or something, regardless of whatever it is, I will cry. Me with the uh, Rise of Skywalker ending. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally me. Um, yeah. Same. Um, but yeah, so... I did get emotional during that montage, the iMovie montage, and the song A Thousand Years, and also, like I said, like, me being like, why is there, like, ten minutes left of the movie? It's all credits. It's all clips of every single person who has been in this entire saga, and people, I have no idea who any of these people are whether they've been in it for, like, two seconds, any, like, character that had a name, I think, was, like, had, like, a clip in the credits. And it's really funny because Victoria's in it twice (laughs) for, like, the first Victoria and then, like, Bryce Dallas Howard. And, yeah, yeah, there were, like, great, like, cues, too. Like, there was one point where, like, the music, like, swelled, and there was, like, a clip of, like, Charlie at the wedding, and he, like, looked up and, like, laughed or something. I was like, damn. It's literally, like, an In Memoriam. Literally. And then, like, did you watch the credits, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, when it was, like, the, like, the leads, and it was, like, flipping through the book, and it was, like, the introduction of the characters, and it, like, bolded the letters. It was, like, Hi, I'm Edward Cullen, and then like it was like Edward Cullen, and it was just like a clip of like Robert yeah. Pattinson. Um, like there was like CGI footage of like flipping through the first book of Twilight. Yeah, um, it reminded me not to go back to Avengers Endgame, but it reminded me of those credits where it was like everyone who has appeared in like any of the MCU movies at the end. Like it's just like Michelle Pfeiffer, and it's like she was in this movie for two seconds, but like. Mm-hmm. It's a credit to like her role in the MCU or whatever. Yeah, that's like, like when it's when Gwyneth Paltrow was like, "I was in Spider Man." Yeah, I was in Spider Man. <laughs> and John Favreau was like, "We were on set together for like three weeks." Like, <laughs> 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 um, but then like at the end of the Endgame credits, like it's uh, it's like Captain America, Chris, and then they like sign their autographs over the screen, mm-hmm. and it were that's what it reminded me of, and I was like. At that point, I was like, this entire movie is just, like, in-game. Like, it's literally, like, yeah, an hour of them talking, and then, like, an hour of fighting, and then credits. Like, it's, just, it's the entire yeah. movie. Um, um, yeah. It's funny, because, like, I don't even think Harry Potter, like, went that hard. No, because, like, Harry Potter was, like... I mean, because it was all about the characters. It wasn't necessarily about, like... Um, because like, was it? I think Deathly Hallows Part Two just had like their traditional credits at the end, mm-hmm. like right. Um, because I actually rewatched the ending to that semi recently, uh, just to like feel something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I the it does like the brief thing where it like slowly fades to black at the end, and like it just like lets the score play over like the black screen to like mm-hmm. really make you feel it before it cuts to like directed by David Yates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like super effective but here it's like I mean I guess it's like sincere sort of kind of but I can't help but laugh like because it's so cheesy the way they do it like it, <laughs> I don't know it's corny but what's to be expected other than that I guess yeah 
Well, we did it, guys. Yep. And by we did it. <laughs> and by it, I mean we for what five weeks just sat and watched these movies and talked about it and uh, provided you with content. And um, I gotta say, now that I have gotten my Twilight fix, I. What are you gonna go to now? I don't know. I don't know what to do now. Like I don't like I. I don't know where else to go for me because <laughs> it feels like Twilight is like it was such like a monumental zillennial thing and yeah. now that we're done with the franchise it's like it's kind of surreal um, yeah you and- know it's it's really funny because I really do feel like I think I said this in the first episode I really do feel like this is like the most zillennial franchise because it's like I mean, I guess Harry Potter, too, because it's, like, millennials still, like, cling on to it, and Gen Z, like, is, like, no, no Harry Potter, and we're, like, eh, I don't know. Um, but I feel like Twilight is very, like, zillennial, and it's really funny because I work with, like, a lot of Gen Z people, and they were all, like, talking about Twilight because they were all watching it, and... One of them was like, why is everyone watching Twilight right now? And I was like, oh, because they put them on Netflix. Like, I've been watching them, too. They were like, really? And I was, like, thinking about it. And I was like, they were probably, like, in, like, elementary school when the first one came out. Absolutely. <laughs> and that is crazy yeah. to me. Like, and yeah. it's crazy that it still has this, like, staying power because it comes back through, like, memes and literally just them being, like, put on netflix like it literally is like a cultural reset like legitimately in every way because it literally like reminds the culture of twilight and brings it back up (laughs) yeah i i think i gotta ask my little sister if she even like watches or she i don't think she's ever seen these movies for christmas maybe i should i mean she doesn't read but Get her into Twilight books. I she doesn't know how to read. Um, but just just kidding. My my seventeen year old sister doesn't know how to read. Um, but I just to clarify. Um, hearing me talk, you, you may not think that's the case, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like I I definitely I gotta bring it up to her one day. I'm like, have you ever even like heard of Twilight? Like, do you know what it is? Because like <laughs> she she's so offline like yeah. she has a snap like all she does is like go on snapchat and like it was funny like i um she went to go see a quiet place part two and mm-hmm. i asked her i'm like which one did you like better quiet place part two or quiet place part one and she's like oh i only saw the second one and i'm like why like what are you talking about <laughs> like, yeah how do you no, yeah like like how do you go see a part two without seeing part one like i mean at least like kids are like going to the movies i don't know am i gatekeeping I don't. <laughs> and memoir. That's the title of my memoir. Um, yeah, no, she um, she she did that, uh, and she only saw The Conjuring three, mm-hmm. and she saw Purge five without seeing any of the other ones. Um, I mean, like to be fair, you don't really need to see the other Conjuring movies before you see the third one, and then like you don't really need to see. 
I feel like the purge just kind of like exists on its own. The only like continuity in them is that it just kind of like amps up or like focuses on a different portion of like the country or the government in each one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess it'd be like weirder if she went to go see like a um, like a Harry Potter or like a yeah. I guess it's like it's. Crazy I'm just trying to defend like, your sister. I don't. She don't never do that. Um, um, I can say that. Um, but like it's even like when you go see like Fast Nine without having seen any of the other movies, and it's like mm. now even like in the gatekeeping way, but it's just like how are you even like sitting there? Because like there's so much more that mm. Vin Diesel is like proud of, and like also shout out to me for like bringing it up for like the 58th week in a row. <laughs> Because um, I had to throw it in there one last time. Um, what am I getting at? I don't know. Moral of the story is: if you have younger siblings, show them Twilight. Get them. Uh, <laughs> spread the good word. Them. Yeah, into the Twilight culture. Um, yeah. So it's it's been fun. Um, I it, sometimes it has, sometimes it hasn't. But I'd say the entire experience of it, through the ups and downs, has been a good time. Yeah, the epic highs and lows of a Twilight rewatch. I can't top that. That was really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll be back like next week with uh, something that's not Twilight. Something different. Yeah, I don't. Which know feels weird yet, to think but, about. <laughs> yeah, finally another movie. Literally. Yeah, because even before this, it was like we did Fast Five and we did two weeks of Looney Tunes. So it'll be weird to like go into something next week that's like not probably not a franchise um knock on wood uh so yeah um you guys can follow me on twitter at adam underscore not sandler uh follow the aggressively okay podcast and hey if you're in the florida area um my good buddy is uh sorry there was a fly in my room (laughs) It scared you. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. If you're in the Central Florida area, um, my good buddy, Joseph Salamone, is directing a play called uh, Nothing But Buck, which will be transferred into a uh, a something part uh, sitcom on YouTube. But if you want to go see it live, if you want to be part of the live audience, uh, go do that. It's uh, Tickets are on sale. It just goes up on Thursday. So uh, Friday and Saturday this week, uh, the... Uh, the 30th and 31st is when it's playing in Orlando. Um, you can go to our Twitter pages to check out tickets. I'm producing it. Joseph's directing it. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the sitcom version of it because I've, I'm simply not in Florida. Mm-hmm. But we're proud of him over at this pod. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but... Uh, <laughs> We acknowledge him over at this pod. Exactly. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. You can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon and on Instagram at The Zillennial Canon. Um, Send us memes. Talk to us about Twilight. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Nothing nothing else more to say. (laughs) Okay, guys. Just... I'll, I'm going to show you an iMovie montage now, okay? Of the best. An iMovie montage of the past month. <laughs> yeah, the past month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Yo, play it back, Adam. <laughs> <laughs>